Hello, and welcome to the Addison Reportage, the official podcast of the Addison Reporter. I am Meryl Williams. I'm a writer for the Reporter, and I am here, as usual, in the pod fort with... Gina Waters. <laughs> I am also a writer for the Addison Recorder. Yep. Um, this is our podcast where we, uh, for season one, we're talking about the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the Netflix show uh, written and created by Tina Fey, who we like a whole bunch. So we talk about her. We talk about characters in the show. We talk about what we liked in each episode. And today we are discussing episode four, Kimmy Goes to the Doctor. Yes. I like these uh, succinct um, sort of summary episode <laughs> episode titles. That is true. You know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah, it's not like, wait, which one was that? Like, you know, I remember. Can be, it's kind of like Friends, yeah, you know? Yeah, the one where. Which is also interesting because Robert Carlock, one of the co-creators of the show, also was from Friends. So. I don't think we talked about that yet. I don't think we have. Yeah. yeah. he's. I mean, he was also involved with 30 Rock, but... Yeah, that must be, like, a thing with him. I mean, it makes sense because sometimes when you have these more, like, like a show like Mad Men, which obviously is a drama, not a comedy, but yeah. they have these obscure References, title names, yeah. like, that you don't... You, if someone was like, oh, the episode called, like, I don't know. Uh, I can't even think of yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I was just reading Mad Men earlier today. But they're just... They don't necessarily trigger what happened yeah. in Yeah, or, like, episode. Breaking Bad, too, like... Ozzy Mandy is. Well, that's a really famous one. That's a bad example. But yeah, yeah just one word titles where you're like, I don't know. Yeah. That could be a lot of things. That could be about, yeah, yeah. some random Greek mythology or something. <laughs> um, we were just talking about how this is an, a, a strange episode. Yes. It it freaked me out, man. I did not <laughs> care for one of the characters in this episode. Yeah, and that would be a cameo number, what are we at, three? We had Matt Lauer, Horatio oh, Sands. Yeah. Anybody else? I, think I mean, right. there have been some other char- like actors of note, but I wouldn't yeah. really call them cameos. Yeah, I'd say this would be the third one, and it's uh, Martin Short as Dr. Framp, oh <laughs> but God. it's spelled G-R-A-N-T. Yes. He pronounces it Framp. <laughs> he, he really upset you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so he plays a plastic surgeon, and he's clearly had some work done um, on himself, hopefully not by himself. That would be alarming uh, also. But no, he's terrifying looking. He looks like a gnome or something. I don't know. Something. He's got like crazy long blonde hair and his face is not a human face. No, it's not. Yeah. It reminded me of, did you see the HBO movie about, um, what is his name? Uh, the piano, Liberace. Oh. The one with um, Matt Damon. And, and who was Liberace? I know, who, I know what you're talking Michael about. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, thank you. Uh, yeah, Brad, um, not Brad Pitt. What is going on? I'm having like actor amnesia. Um, Rob Lowe plays a plastic surgeon mm. in that movie, and he has like a jacked up face like that. That's like wow. played kind of for comedic almost oh, okay. value. Like yeah. one eye's half closed, and he's all like shiny and puffy like that. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if they borrowed from that a little bit. but yeah. Or borrowed from my nightmares. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. One or the it other. Was, it was very, very upsetting. Uh, I did not enjoy his face at all, especially when he gets his, when Kimmy punches him and he reinflates his face. Oh, oh yeah, that's. Yeah, that definitely plays into a different kind of feel for this episode. Yeah, it got it's a little more absurdity and kind of trippy. It got weird. It got weird. You know, I feel like you know we were noticing when we looked up who the writers are on this show. It's like you know Tina Fey and Robert Carlock are listed for every episode, but then there's a bunch of other writers that are just like one episode each. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel now that we've been through four episodes. I'm feeling a distinct feel from episode to episode. So I'm feeling like they really, it's like. 
you know, I think play to your strengths. Yeah. Strengths. A lot of shows are like that. We're like this one main writer or whatever, but it, it, I mean, it still feels cohesive. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, it doesn't fit together, but no, that's true. I'm starting to sense like, Oh, you can tell like so-and-so wrote this episode and a different person wrote episode two and a different, you know, yeah. and they're all bringing their own kind of flavor to it. And whoever yeah. wrote this one might be doing some drugs. <laughs> I guess. I, now that you mention it, I do want to check that kind of that we should look, we writers. Should, oh, we should have yeah. looked who wrote this one. I can look it up while we're talking. Yeah, um, okay. I'm, I'm a little curious um, too. But um, yeah, I did like, like as much as I was creeped out by that <laughs> doctor, that's fine. Um, no, I did like this episode very much because it had that kind of surreal quality to it that I feel like we've talked a little bit about this, but just in the sense that 30 Rock would do some stuff like that they go a little bit over the edge and a little bit kind of crazy and those were really fun episodes um Mm -hmm. and i don't know maybe this isn't a great example but like the the john ham stuff on 30 rock where he's just he plays that guy who's in a bubble where he's just like so good looking that he doesn't realize that he's getting everything in life for free basically like they just give him a medical degree and things like that i don't know maybe that's not as absurdist as this episode but just stuff like well, that. i feel like too like this episode reminded me a lot of the episode of 30 rock where tina fey gets uh dental surgery <gasps> there's like a whole that's bunch a of them actually example. there's yeah. the one where she meets future husband yes and then also when she has to have a like root canal or something on valentine's day and she can mm. get him to come pick her up and then she hallucinates at the end that all her ex-boyfriends and bon jovi are there yes and then it cuts to her just like kissing a plant <laughs> And Jack has to come oh, pick her up. Yeah. So yeah. it's okay. I'm looking now at this episode um, that Kimmy Goes to the Doctor is written by Jack Burdett, who I know wrote many episodes of 30 Rock. Oh, good. I, um, I mean, if... in addition to Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. So I'm looking to see what, if he wrote, maybe he, he wrote the, the dentistry yeah. episodes. I would not be surprised because there's a slightly similar scene mm-hmm. in, in this episode of Kimmy Schmidt where, yeah, she gives this like really you know, interesting monologue about how beauty or not beauty, but just like success comes from within, not from outside. And if you fix what's on the outside, you're not really fixing your problems. You're just covering them up. And then it cuts to her. You see what the other people in the waiting room are actually seeing. And it's just her kind of raving like a lunatic yeah. on some kind of sedative. And everyone's looking at her like, okay, lady. Yeah. She's not making any sense. That was yeah. a good, um, a good bit of, uh, um, physical comedy from Ellie Kemper too. Yeah. She's trying to get out the she door. That. Yeah, she, she really did. <laughs> she kind of, she, she does it all. Yeah. I like that part. Um, yeah, that really played to her strengths. This is some of the 30 rock episodes. That yeah. That I'm looking wrote. up what yeah. Jack Burdett wrote, but I can't remember yeah. what season, I think it was season four. Cause I I'm think it curious. was the, um, the episode was called, Anna Howard Shaw day. Oh yeah. When she's right. like boycotting. Right. In retaliate or not retaliate. Yes, he did write it. He did write it. So Jack Burdett, apparently he's, yeah. And here's this, we're looking at IMDb. Sorry. I'm like yelling like people can see what we're doing. (laughs) And literally the, the screen grab on the IMDb page for For Anna Howard Shaw day, the episode from season four of, of 30 Rock is, is Liz Lemon trying to kiss a plant. So glad we tied that together. I like finding these connections. Yeah. I'm really glad that you remembered that particular example. We're going to have to link to that image. Yeah, Um, we should. I've seen every episode of 30 Rock (laughs) to the point where I, there are sections of episodes I can recite from memory, which is amazing. Really sad, but hey, it helps in this in this very specific instance. It's true. That's a good connection to make. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that. That is, those are very similar. I wonder if he wrote, I wonder if he wrote future husband. What 
season? I don't what season that was? Yeah. It all. That's the other problem with watching them like so many times. They right. start to blur together. That's how I am with the Rilo Kylie discography because I listen to it all at once and I don't know which song is on what album. Yeah. But yeah, that is kind of a downfall of binge watching. Yeah, and I also am like notorious for not like sequencing is not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was in season four. Just okay. where we are now. Yeah. I am curious. Um, one... He did. He wrote Future Husband as well. Oh, my god. So gosh. Jack Burdett really has a, um, He's got a dentistry, uh, anesthesia yeah. niche going Do on. Do all three of those episodes, this one and Kimmy Schmidt and those two, 30 Rock, all written involve by anesthesia? Yeah. That's weird. That's um, I mean, he's written like a patrillion. Okay, so that's not like the only one. No, 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 no. no. Okay, he's, he was like one of the main writers. Oh, okay. And of course, like Tina Fey and Robert Carlock also were involved. Sure. In that yeah. as well. But Of um, course. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting little connection to make. So we do know some of the writers, or at least you do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember seeing his name before. Yeah. Um, one thing, one line that I really liked when um, they're talking about just you know, the importance of appearance, basically, or I don't know. This is how they end up at the plastic surgeon's office. Um, Jacqueline Voorhees says to Kimmy, like, because Kimmy hasn't really seen herself like what she looks like for the mm-hmm. last 15 years because in the bunker they didn't have any mirrors and they would play a game where they would describe each other's features. Um, it sounds like a terrifying game. But, um, yeah, and so Kimmy is saying, like, I don't like how I look now. and I didn't know that I looked like this or something like that. And Jacqueline says to her, like, you didn't know what you looked like? Like, how do you know your self-worth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really the theme of the episode is, you know, that the kind of recurring joke are the fake Febreze commercials. Oh, that's such a good bit. And yeah, it's, you know, Kimmy remarks like, what do people not clean in the future? <laughs> and Titus says, stop, stop calling this the future. You have to it's stop calling this the present. The future, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it was, we were, we were discussing before we started recording is this show definitely doesn't have a subtle way of conveying they sort of shout their thesis from the rooftop yes but that fits the the theme the style of the show definitely um it's not a there's nothing subtle about this show but they always kind of like you said they undercut it a little bit for for humor you know which yeah. she's giving her impassioned speech about don't cu- just cover up and try to fix the outside you know work on the inside mm-hmm. um of yourself and then you know she we think she's giving this speech and then she's impassioned diatribe. Yeah. Then she's just babbling incoherently yeah. under the influence of drugs. <laughs> um, and yeah, they would do a lot of stuff like that at 30 rock too. Yeah. So I just like, like that. They get their message across, but it's also like, but we'll still be silly about it. We'll still yeah. laugh at it, you know, but it's, I like that, you know, I like an, the ability of comedy to have a little heart mm-hmm. and have like, you got to have a thread of sincerity to mm-hmm. hold it together. Like I find I have a lot of trouble watching comedies that are like completely satirical or completely absurd with no heart to them. Like, um, shows where kind of everybody's kind of an asshole, you know, like something mm-hmm. like everything's sunny in Philadelphia or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. It's I always cannot, sunny. That's a good example. I cannot watch that. Like I do, I yeah. do enjoy like the league. I find that kind mm. of funny, but like in small doses, just cause I think everyone involved in it is really funny, but I, it's like, yeah, I have a lot of trouble with yeah. those shows where it's just like, like everyone's an asshole. Everyone's yeah. an asshole. Like everything sucks. You mm. know, like that sort of like, it's almost like nihilistic. Nihilistic. Humor. Yeah, definitely. When you can have like that, that sincerity in there, but still be able to laugh about things yes. and, and, and not, and, not and there's no sacred yeah. cows, right. you know, they're willing to like, I mean, the whole show is about, Oh, 
woman who's been through a trauma. You know, she was right. in like, she was like abducted into a cult and held prisoner underground. I mean, it's like, they're clearly not, you know, they're not so wrapped up in being politically correct yeah. that, that, that the humor, um, gets gets sacrificed but they still like there's still a heart and there's still you know the message of this show of this particular episode is a good one you know like Mm -hmm. you can't just febreze (laughs) things you have to like get down on your hands and knees and scrub and and clean you know yeah and i I like that i i have that's a difficult thing to pull off yeah that's true yeah um that's a really good comparison with It's Always Sunny because um, I, I like that show kind of like what you said about the leak in small doses. Mm-hmm. And it is because it does kind of get to me after a while. Yeah. Where I'm just like, it's not super fun anymore. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's, there has to be something under the surface. Yeah. Like, that otherwise I'm just, I just lose. I, and it's not even like I watch it going, oh, how dare they? I just no. drift, my mind drifts. Yeah. I'm just not engaged. It's not fun. I watch one and I don't, I don't want to watch the next one. Yeah. Um, another thing we observed in this episode is again no Julian. Right. So so far, Gina's prediction of him being the Maris of this mm-hmm. Fraser. Yeah, that, or, yeah. But basically, we don't think. Yeah, Gina doesn't think he's ever going to show up yeah, in this we, season. He may never appear. I, th- I mean, again, if you guys are watching ahead and know the truth, don't tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do think we agree. The Reverend, we're going to see him. Yeah. And as our last guest from Tuesday's episode mentioned off air, um, he recognized the voice of the Reverend mm-hmm. and sorry if this is a little bit of a spoiler to some people, but it was John Ham's voice. When you yeah. hear the Reverend, I think in episode one or two, Yeah, which one? I think it's the pilot. I think yeah. it's the pilot. You hear a yeah. voice and I had said he sounded familiar, yeah. but I couldn't figure out who it was. It was kind of bugging you. Yeah. And it wasn't in the credits. So, um, Alex pointed out it was John Ham. So I'm wondering if John Ham's going to sure show hope so. up as the Reverend, but I think we are going to see the Reverend eventually. Yeah. But not Julian. Julian's a question mark. I think yeah. they're going to keep him permanently, um, you know, backstage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good call. I, Just, yeah. I think that's a clever, a clever idea. Yeah. Um, cause kind of part of the character of Jackie is the absence of her husband, you know, that yeah. is kind of like her defines her, her at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And speaking of Jackie, she, there was some great, uh, moments with her in this episode as she was trying to get her feet worked on, yep. um, all kinds of things. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines is when she's uh, making an appointment with her plastic surgeon, Dr. Framp, that's just to cancel her reservation reservations at Le Gargamel, <laughs> which, which I did not catch. Cause I suck, but you caught that right away. I'm a little older than you. So maybe the Smurfs <laughs> reruns are just a little more like, and they were, they were my Saturday morning cartoons. Um, but Good Gargamel team. is the Smur- is the villain from the Smurfs. Um, he had a cat named Asriel. <laughs> I remember that very, very well. Um, so I thought that was a funny little thing to drop in there. Yeah. Good throwaway. Yeah. And I don't even know if like the modern Smurf, you know, those remakes of the Smurfs and stuff. I don't know if those have Gargamel. I've not watched them. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I don't know if they, if they brought him back. So maybe it yeah. is a more current reference maybe. for people with kids um, yeah. that would watch those terrible movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and another thing we loved is when uh, she learns about a selfie. Oh, man, that was such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. The, so she learns, uh, Kimmy learns how to take a selfie and. Uh, Jackie tells her to <laughs> think of baby ducks to make your eyes look kind, <laughs> among other things. And it cracked me up because I, there's a technique I use. I'm not particularly photogenic and I always look like I'm being like held hostage in pictures. <laughs> so I learned a trick long ago 
someone told me, think of something genuinely funny so that you are, your smile is sincere. Like you're really, you're actually thinking something funny. So I have this like go-to rotation of like two or three stories at any given time that I think about, <laughs> um, when I'm having my picture taken so that my smile is sincere. And one of them, the baby duck things made me think about it. Cause I was at a restaurant once and a server came to our table and was telling us the specials. And he was like, Oh, you know, rack of ribs, a baked chicken, da, 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 da. And he meant to say, um, duck tenderloin and he was like oh yeah chicken ribs dork tenderloin and just kept going in something about it i mean it's i kind of one of those you had to be there things but just the way he said dork tenderloin like dork all around trying to think about what that would be and it just something about it really tickled me so that's one of the things i think about when i'm when i'm being photographed (laughs) she's like yeah think about the ducks yeah and what was the other like push push your arms up your arms together to make your cleavage stand out and (laughs) It was a step-by-step it process. Step, it was exhausting. I was like, that's why I don't take selfies. I don't know all these steps. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and as you were talking about in our last episode about how Kimmy's technology knowledge kind of ebbs and flows, but yeah. she had a pretty funny line <laughs> in this one. Yeah. At some point she takes a, pic- a picture of Jackie and she shows it to her and Jackie says, oh, I look so sad. It's like a nice moment. And, the, and yeah. She, she asked Kimmy, oh, what filter did you use for this picture? <laughs> and Kimmy says, no filter. Hash brown, no filter. Yeah. <laughs> Hash brown. It's like she's getting bits and pieces of this. Right. And so it's, close. It's kind of like with a little kid. You know, they hear something and they try to repeat it. It makes me wonder if, like, you know, Tina Fey has been famous for having, like, things that her daughters have said oh. worked into shows. So I wonder if that's something, like, one of her kids said. Like, oh, I love that. I hope heard so. Heard her say hashtag or something and just called it hash brown. Hash brown. That yeah. totally, that's. It would be really cute if that yes. happened. <laughs> Another really great part of this episode is uh, the the um, auditioning for the agent and auditioning yes. for the, the Spider-Man musical. Oh, my and- God. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was such a weird scene. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, Titus is a nemesis. Yeah. Um, the so dollar was- store version of him, as he <laughs> describes yeah. him. He sees him on a clip of, like, SVU or something. He's like, oh, I hate that guy stole my big break and so they kind of go into the story of that um but yeah so as a part of his new life motivation inspired by Kimmy he goes to audition for the Spider-Man musical which was a thing like a couple of years ago or we looked it up what was it like yeah 2011, 2011 yeah and there was like that Broadway production what was the name of it you knew Spider-Man that? Turn Off the Dark right which makes no sense no that yeah that doesn't make any sense um from yeah any standpoint but um and that was that made headlines because a bunch of actors were like getting injured yeah, on i think someone set. got killed someone even. died i think so i could That's be wrong nuts. but yeah wow um and so yeah that that got me kind of thinking about this whole other thing i'm gonna go off on a tangent here but like i have a feeling that this show like this series this season of episodes was written like three or four years ago. Yeah, I think you, you your maths are like 2010, 2011, yeah. which would make sense because they were it was done and being shopped around in 2014. So if mm. you look at you know, I mean, sometimes people write things and sit on them for years oh. before they make a pilot or anything. You know, even someone like Tina Fey. Yeah. Okay. So even Tina Fey has to wait a little bit, huh? Yeah, and you never know. I mean, it could have been other projects. That guy. And plus, there was yeah. a, the delay with it went to. NBC first and then to Netflix. That's true. So that could have slowed things down. But I'm yeah. interested in learning like how this show kind of came to be. Because yeah, like between that and that auto-tune joke from the pilot that has continued throughout the show, like that was in like 2010 when that went down. Wait, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was the summer of 2010. And then you my first up. thought, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
my first thought with like the the bunker situation was like that awful thing in Cleveland, which was in 2013. But then you remember that there was like a more relevant. Yeah, the way yeah. that the mole women when they're in the bunker are dressed, it looks just like the like Warren Jeffs, like you know the compound in Utah, um, the FLDS mm-hmm. um, people. Those like the hair and the dresses, it looked, they look just like just that. like it. and all that. St- I mean, that stuff was going on kind of for years. But like he went to court like around that time, like yeah. 2010. 2010 is when that was um, going down. So I think, like, yeah, it definitely seems like that's the yeah. time. That, that was around the time because that's where, the, where all the references seem to come from. Yeah, or at least a bunch of them. So I kind of yeah. wondered about that. Yeah, I'm wondering. Um, I this I we know it's already been renewed for a second season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering. It doesn't sound like it's been produced yet. So I'm guessing like we're gonna probably speed ahead. Yeah, a few yeah, years true. in terms of references. Fewer, yeah, fewer 2010 references. I would think for season yeah. two. Maybe they're just going to go with it. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll have like 2012, 2013 references. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty amusing. I also was very dismayed to see that there was once again a rat in this episode. That's true. I don't think that we actually <sighs> we shared didn't... with our listeners no. how you feel about I have uh, a, vermin. Yeah, I have a crippling, terrifying, like all-consuming terror <laughs> of any kind of rodent or anything rodent-like. Yeah. And in the pilot episode, wasn't the pi- Yeah, the pilot, yeah. there was... The scene was a rat in the garbage can, and she picks it up. And we're not happy. Yeah, there, there was. She was holding a rat, and they kept cutting to the rat. And I had to keep asking her. I'm like, tell me when the rat. Tell me when the rat's gone. I really like. I can't even like look at a rat, and no. it's bad. So then there's another rat in this episode. So I hope that's all the rats. Yeah, <laughs> you can't take any more rats. I can't take yeah. any more. Um, yeah, I think that was there anything else in this episode that really stood out to us that we um, just one kind of stray observation. There's that part where they're in the agent's office um so yeah like titus gets an agent in this episode oh, yeah. which is a cool development yeah. um but he he recognizes kimmy that's right yeah yeah that's... and that's the first time that's happened mm-hmm. um you kind of mentioned in the last episode that like we're not wild about how she's keeping her identity a secret for like the Forhees family and like other characters um and at this point only titus and, and now this agent knows who she is and we're just kind of like all right kind of done with that um but it made me think like why don't more people recognize her yeah if they were on the today show and doing all this press yeah you would think more people would would recognize her yeah right um but the agent has some pretty creative ideas of how oh, he wants to yes publicize her you know he compares her to the tan the tan mom <laughs> oh right uh, which oh we should have looked that oh, up too when did true. that happen that was probably around that time too oh, like 2010 2011 find this out for us and tweet at us i know we I'm need curious. siri just yeah. yell at your phone um that's how we do it 2015 yeah, I, yeah. I don't have an iphone so in my mind i don't really know how it works i just think we just like scream siri and <laughs> like, just like hey, siri. it answers you i don't know the other room oh but, no but yeah share that uh that idea that the agent had he had a few great ideas is, but the one we made note of was that he wanted to produce a show where Kimmy and Flava Flav drive across the country and stay in haunted B&Bs. And I wrote in my notes, I, I would probably watch that. I would totally watch that. <laughs> like a woman from a like underground bunker cult yep. and Flava Flav driving around staying in haunted B&Bs. Haunted B&Bs alone. Like yeah. I would watch a show on that. And if you had those guys. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true. Sign me up. Into it. So yeah, that's that's the nuts and bolts of that episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was a pretty good episode. How'd you feel about it? It was I weird, like it. but I liked it. I like it. It definitely has had a weirder feel, but now that I know it was a Jack Burdett. Yeah. You know, co written, probably mostly written. Um, he seems to have he seems to like that absurd Yeah. 
I should, yeah. Now I, I would like to watch like a supercut of his 30 Rock episodes. Yeah. Well, he like. wrote a ton of them from yeah, what I was looking okay. like. I think he's got writing credits on like more than not. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. that would be a long supercut. It would be very long. JK, maybe not. He seemed um, to be pretty involved. So I think he might have even been a producer on the show. I could be wrong, but. Um, very cool. Definitely involved in yeah. a large way. So. Maybe Jack Burdett likes drugs. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Maybe. Please don't sue me. He's had a lot of dental surgery. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe he just has bad teeth and he just spent a lot of time under anesthesia. I get really belligerent under anesthesia, so. Yeah, I just get I really can... sad. I'm not a fun, yeah. No? I, it's it's truth-telling serum for me and also sad juice. <laughs> oh, I get like hostile, like where people want to like hurt me because I'm horrible. Whoa. I once threatened a nurse. Let's just, I mean, Whoa. we shouldn't even do it, but yeah. That's crazy. It's, I, my personal personality totally changes when I'm under I can't anesthesia. even picture that. I know. I get very, I just get really combative. <laughs> uh, Lots of you fun. to spend like your waking hours not being true Gina who's combative. Under, yes. Yeah. I'm so mild mannered normally, I swear. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, next time when we join you on Tuesday, we'll be discussing episode five. Yeah. We have we'll a special at, guest. We'll have a special guest next time again. Um, Can't wait. So we're, yeah, look forward to that. Um, so why don't you tell us where people can find us? Sure. Lots of places. Um, you can go to addisonrecorder.com, see all the articles about pop culture that we have. Um, and you can also find us on facebook.com slash addisonrecorder. Our Twitter handle is at Addison Recorder. You can find me on Twitter at Meryl Williams. That's M-E-R-Y-L Williams. And Gina, where can people can where can they find you? <laughs> can I can't make can, words happen. People can can find me <laughs> on Twitter um, at at Mercury Marie Five. Um, and also a special shout out to the Pleasure Centers yeah. for our fantastic theme song, uh, Baby Etc. You can find them on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com. Thank you.